Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a civil rights advocate. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 1964, the U.S. Senate passed the Civil Rights Act. The legislation prohibits discrimination due to race, religion, sex, or nationality, and it ended racial segregation. Let's look back on how this moment changed American history. The fight for equal rights in the U.S. spans, well, the country's entire history, but let's start in the aftermath of the Civil War. Between 1865 and 1870, the government passed three constitutional amendments. The 13th Amendment abolished slavery, the 14th made all former slaves U.S. citizens, and the 15th gave all men keyword men, the right to vote, no matter their race. This was a start, but just that, a start. For example, when it comes to voting, we know that there is a big difference between having the right to vote and being able to exercise that right. Black people in the U.S. still face voter disenfranchisement to this day. For more on that, you can see our May 22nd episode about Stacey Abrams and her work to empower Black voters in Georgia. Despite the progress of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, many Southern states passed so-called Jim Crow laws, which made it exceptionally difficult for Black people to make political or economic gains after being freed from slavery. In some Southern states, Black people had to take literacy tests and pay poll taxes to vote, which blatantly prevented them from voicing their opinion in government. Jim Crow laws ensured that all public facilities, like libraries, schools, or public transit, were segregated by race. This all came to a head in 1896, in the landmark Plessy v. Ferguson case in the Supreme Court. Homer Plessy, a mixed-race man, violated Louisiana's Separate Car Act, which said that black and white people couldn't sit in the same passenger car on the train. Plessy faced criminal charges for boarding the quote-unquote whites-only car, but he pled guilty, citing that the law he violated was unconstitutional. The Supreme Court voted 7-1 to one against Plessy, infamously declaring that black people are separate but equal. To state the obvious, it was super racist, and it wasn't until 1954 in the Brown v. Board of Education case that the court ruled that separate but equal was unconstitutional. In some ways, this decision overturned the Plessy v. Ferguson case, but racism and segregation still persisted. Even though it was ruled unconstitutional to segregate public schools, private businesses could still do whatever they pleased. In 1955, the year after the Brown v. Board of Education case, Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a city bus to a white man. Rosa Parks' act of civil disobedience was just one of the many moments of resistance, but history upholds this moment as a catalyst for the civil rights movement. For the next 10 years, activists continued to rally for equal treatment in the eyes of the law for all people. In 1963, President John F. Kennedy proposed legislation that would give all Americans the right to be served in any establishment where facilities are open to the public, and even more protection over the right to vote. That same year, the president was assassinated. President Lincoln, the other assassinated leader, was killed between the passing of the 13th and 14th Amendment. Do you see a trend? 
But Kennedy's successor, Lyndon B. Johnson, was also committed to passing laws that would ensure the civil rights of all Americans. President Kennedy's assassination left many Americans feeling shocked and helpless. But President Johnson wanted to continue what JFK started. In his first State of the Union address, Johnson said, Let this session of Congress be known as a session which did more for civil rights than the last hundred sessions combined. Southern government officials staged a filibuster. Basically, that means delaying the vote on a bill by giving prolonged speeches, introducing new motions, or just doing anything to slow down Congress without actually breaking rules. Former Senator Wendy Davis famously staged a filibuster in 2013. When she spoke for 11 hours straight to delay the passing of a proposal that would ban abortions after 20 weeks of pregnancy in Texas. But in many cases, like when racist officials filibustered for 75 days in 1964, this filibuster was very harmful. As recently as this year, Democrats have tried to move legislation that would end the filibuster, but it's up for debate. So finally, after the end of the long filibuster, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was signed into law. The Senate voted 73 to 27 in favor of the bill. Martin Luther King Jr. called the act a second emancipation. But as we know, the racism that's ingrained into the history of our country did not vanish overnight. Now, movements like Black Lives Matter have taken the helm, still working toward a world where Black people are truly treated as equals. So let's keep the fight going. Now let's talk about music. On this day, in 2010, Katy Perry's California Girls hit number one on the charts, the lead single for her third record, Teenage Dream, California Girls, was co-written by Perry and Snoop Dogg, who raps on the verses. Perry says that the song was in response to Empire State of Mind, which Jay-Z and Alicia Keys released the prior year. Where Empire State of Mind was rhythmic and chill, California Girls was over-the-top, bombastic, and sugary sweet. Literally, the music video was based off the board game Candyland. It's the perfect West Coast response to an East Coast banger, and its May release made it a memorable song of the summer. In 2012, Billboard even ranked it on its list of the top 30 summer songs of all time, alongside decades-old classics like Surfin' USA by the Beach Boys. So, way to go, Katy Perry. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a June 19th in my life. On June 19th, 2018, I finished a painting and it was something that I made for my mom. Actually, I don't know if she ended up putting it in her office, but I was really proud of it. And it was basically a circle drawing with a bunch of different things from Hong Kong. And in the middle, it had the character in traditional Chinese for family. I love Hong Kong. I haven't been back since 2012. It's been a very long time. And I don't know when I'll go back again. I've talked about it before on the podcast, but a lot of my family members live in Hong Kong. And I have very fond memories of being there. So I will patiently wait the next time that I get to go back. And um, until then, maybe I'll keep making art about it. Thanks for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.